Now, last week we ran a uh, webinar for our subscribers and the, the topic was based around a recent presentation at Rec Expo here in the UK and uh, it was on the topic of using content to basically elevate your brand and also obviously attract more more leads and warm up your market and create some awareness uh, for people. Now, uh, as we always do when we when we create a new webinar, we email out our our database and ask for any questions that people have. And someone asked about how do you actually choose a marketing supplier? Very good question, particularly in uh, today when people are considering what they're going to be doing next year and, and really understanding the value that some elements of your marketing you're probably going to have to outsource. So what we wanted to do is is actually look at how we <laughs> do it when we because we actually outsource some of the things that, that, that we do too, you know, when it comes to actually bringing on board a supplier. Um, so we, we've given you some, some key questions to ask because when you're working Working with a marketeer, it's a little bit different and it's important to, to bear this in mind with the questions that you might ask. So that's the topic of today's podcast. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hi there, everyone. This is Denise from Superfast Recruitment with the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And today we're talking about how do you actually choose a marketing supplier for your recruitment and staffing company when you've got certain tasks that you want to to outsource and you want them to understand your business and all that sort of thing. Uh, now, this came from a question on a recent webinar. So we're going to get into that in a, in a second. But first of all, if you are new here, welcome. Uh, great to have you. I think there's probably another 160 odd podcasts that you can go and knock yourself out with and listen to. And um, go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk. There will be a full transcription of this particular um, podcast. And important too, because go and check it out, because I'm going to actually pop some links in here, because this is really important document for you to probably print off. Um, so you've got it and you can look at what exactly you need to be thinking about when you're considering, um, you know, working with a, a new supplier. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, which we sincerely hope that you do, then please give us a shout out, share it around, send it in a link to people that you know that you think that this would be useful to, you know, leave us a review. And uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit more as we go through today's podcast. But if you haven't downloaded our marketing audit checklist, it's a really important document to print off and fill in because it's going to inform where you are now and of course you if, you if you're thinking about moving forward which I sincerely hope you are doing then you need to know where you're starting from so if you haven't downloaded that go to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash MCL in little in uh, lowercase and he said little case how cute is that lowercase and uh, and then you can download there so let's get into today's podcast and 
Um, last week, we ran a, uh, a webinar. It was a, a relatively new webinar we'd presented at uh, Rec Expo. For those of you from all over the world, it's a, basically it's a trade show for suppliers to the recruitment industry put on by the lovely people. Shout out to Claire at Recruitment Expo. And in it, there are presentations by different people. Um, you can look at all the latest software. Really, really good event. Uh, it happens in Birmingham and London. So if you are in the UK, make sure that you get yourself along to one of these events. They're great things to do and they are free to attend to. And we're going to be in London as well in February presenting on the big stage. Um, so uh, all about marketing. So if you can get a ticket, come and say hi and say hello to Sharon and I. We'd really love to see you. Anyway, let's get into this. So Last week, someone asked a question about how do you actually choose a marketing supplier for your recruitment and staffing company? And uh, I can understand your pain. <laughs> do you have that question too? Um, choosing suppliers is really important um, if you want to get the right one for you and your business. You know, many, many business owners that we speak to um, aren't exactly complimentary about their marketing providers. And um, um, you know, as a marketing supplier myself, I can understand why. Um, I think probably for Sharon and I, we're a little bit different in, in many ways, but also because our background is training. So we do understand how to make a complex subject simple. And that's where I think one of the issues starts with many marketing uh, providers. So, you know, marketing is a discipline, like many discipline, with a lot of moving parts that is literally changing all the time. Obviously, there's some basic principles, but a lot of things is happening when it comes to you know, uh, the, the online uh, marketing uh, platforms that now we all have access to and the difference that that can, that can make in such a, you know, a connected world. But unfortunately, the complexity of marketing is communicated by many marketing providers unwittingly. And uh, consequently, what gets communi communicated goes straight over the heads of most people. You know, when Sharon has calls with people and I have calls with people, it's it's quite interesting for us where people say, well, that's the first time I've ever really understood A, B or C because we explain it in a practical, practical way. Now, um, what it is, is I, I don't know why they do this, but many suppliers love to confuse and bamboozle clients and they don't really ask a lot of scoping questions. They don't ask questions about what the client actually wants and practically how that might be achieved. Because it's it's one of those things that, you know, you may want to do A, B and C. However, you have no idea how much that's going to uh, cost you when it comes to investment, whether it's actually going to deliver or not. And quite, quite often, because um, uh, some marketing suppliers, I hate to say, are frightened not to win the business. They sometimes um, say they can deliver something when they can't. Um, so please, please be aware of that one too. So what we've got is we've got actually six things to consider when it comes to uh, actually working with the right marketing supplier for you and your organization. So let's get into what they are. And the first one is, do they ask questions? I know it's very basic and they may ask one or two questions, but specifically what questions do they ask? Do they ask you, what do you want your marketing to achieve for you? 
And what are your specific financial goals? What have you got going on in your market? Um, You know, are you planning to expand? Are you bringing on board new consultants? So, you know, all of these more detailed questions. Um, If someone says, oh, I just want a marketing campaign and and a a marketing uh, supplier would actually deliver that for you, then I would be really, really concerned because you need to know what are your goals? Um, you know, what is your capacity for scaling next year and how can that all all work together? Now, if you would like an idea of some of the uh, some of the sort of questions to just inform yourself before you actually go to a supplier, then uh, I'm going to drop a a link into the transcription. And uh, a while ago, and I've literally just updated it um, in line with actually recording this podcast for you, was the, the six questions to ask yourself to inform your marketing ready for for next year so there's a there's a link in there you'll also find it on the blog as well if you if you just um uh, sort of there's a search bar there just go and have a look for six six questions to inform your marketing and it'll appear um and and the question i always ask is you know do they really listen because um, we have spoken to some people who've gone and looked at their website and we said, oh, w- what was your what was your thoughts behind having this or not having that? And they said, well, I didn't even know you could have that or, uh, well, nobody asked me. And so some, some we have some clients that we are working with now who have website, who have campaigns that, that really we have no idea what the, their, their marketing supplier was thinking when they actually put them together. And it's because they hadn't actually listened to what the client wants. So the, the key thing here is, you know, do they ask you lots of questions and uh, do they keep checking and clarifying? Because this is a creative process and, um, you know, everything starts for, for both Sharon and I, everything starts with a question. Uh, and the questions then reveal the information from people about what they want. And that is what your marketing supplier should be doing initially with you. So there should be a lots and lots of questions initially so you can get clarity on exactly what it is that you want and your, mar- your, your marketeer that you're working with will be able to do that too. Now, the other thing is do they walk their talk? Different in different industries, but let, let's let's be quite frank about it. I find this quite disappointing, I have to say. So you picture the scene, you are working with a marketing supplier who is extolling the virtues of um, content marketing, email marketing, about having a, a good website and various things like that. And then suddenly you go along to their website and um, you know they haven't put a blog post up for six months. So this is someone telling you about using content. So they've not put a blog post up for six months. You can't download anything of true value. You go along to our website. There's lots of things that you can download and understand things pre making a decision to work with us or for for us to help you with with coaching or whatever that might be. Um, There's lots of things there that you can actually go and analyze and assess, first of all, as you are making your decision. And, And what if... Um, and I've actually done this recent with a, with, a, with a couple of other marketing suppliers. There is nothing posted on social media for literally months. And this is someone that's telling you to invest in social media. So to me, that would be a massive red flag. And I suspect for you too. So that leads me on to the next question. So we've talked about what questions do they ask? Do they want to talk? Next question is knowledge. So 
as a recruitment company <laughs> and, uh, you know, with consultants, you you will know the standard process of, of asking questions of candidates and you are trying to identify, you know, do they have the knowledge? Do they have the skills? Do they have the right attitude for this particular client? And it's exactly the same. So, you know, we, we've talked about walking their talk. Do they walk their talk? But, you know, what is their knowledge of marketing? And importantly, recruitment because though you are working in recruitment you might think well it's relatively straightforward um you know sector it isn't for many people trust me and if you're ever trying to explain rectorec to somebody for any rectorecs listening to this absolutely it's not the easiest thing to do so i would ask people obviously um if they're a marketing company they've got examples of marketing which is which is fine so they should be understanding the basic principles bearing in mind if they're walking their talk um But then the next thing is, you know, what is their understanding of recruitment? Have they ever worked with a recruitment company before? Now, it's very easy. They'll say, oh, no, it's fine. You know, marketing is marketing. It isn't when it comes to recruitment. It's very different because you have um, a a different buyer cycle and you have candidates and clients factored into the equation. Quite unique, really. Um, So, you know, ask them to explain what they know about about recruitment um, uh, ask them, um, you know, have they ever worked with a recruitment company before? Because, you know, when you think about it, you've got, um, they, they need to understand, you know, contingency versus retained. Search, you know, temp versus perm, fee structure, gang master licenses, rebates, contractors, um, talent pipelines, uh, passive candidates, billings, blah, 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 blah. And it goes on and on and on. There's so many different um, sort of unique jargon and terminology that goes along with the, the recruitment sector. You know, marketing isn't only about attracting clients and, and most marketing companies, their, their main focus is about attracting clients, which is which is OK um, for a lot of recruitment companies. They're very sales focused, you know, attracting clients. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's something they are, you know, they are that they're, they're capable to do, provided they've got somebody that has some awareness of them. But what about candidates? We know we are in. And I think this is, is a global uh, phenomenon happening at the moment. We are in a uh, a market that is desperately short of skilled candidates for various reasons. You know, we came out of a recession probably, I don't know, what was it, six, seven years ago now. And then unfortunately, you know, people stay in the jobs that they are. A lot of development hasn't happened. So, you know, we are we are short. People stay people stay stay put. So, you know, it is about how will they um, you know, build their knowledge, you know, and I'll be honest, though, both Sharon and I, as, as many of you know, we worked in the pharmaceutical industry and we both recruited people because we were sales managers and I was a sales and marketing director, as was Sharon too. And what happened is we have recruited hundreds of salespeople. However, recruiting internally, you get a real understanding of, you know, the entire process. But when it comes to all the terminology and understanding the psyche of people, then it's a very different process. And, uh, you know, for both of us, it was, though enjoyable, a steep process 
learning curve, learning all about, you know, um, how the recruitment industry worked, um, you know, what was the psyche of candidates, what was the psyche of, of clients. Obviously, we understood that from our own perspective, but, you know, also, you know, thinking about, you know, how how is it for candidates when they go out and look for a job? What's going on in their mind? What 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 is the, the, the client pathway? What is the candidate pathway? So, you know, we spent a lot of time on our own dollar, as they say, uh, to find that out. So remember, you know, obviously it worked for us. We've been working in the sector for, um, I think next year we will move into our 12th year um, when, when it comes to actually working with specifically with the recruitment companies. So remember, if your marketing company hasn't worked in the recruit, recruiting and staffing sector, you, you know, um, you will have to get them up to speed. Now, uh, it was it was interesting when we talked to some of our clients, and they 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 share with us that they had not anticipated how long it would take to get somebody to understand about the career development process. And I guess if you've never done it, you don't know. Obviously, both Sean and I have developed people. We've worked in learning and development. So we understand about careers and, and how that all works and, you know, how you need to, you know, we have built teams. So we understand from a, from a, your, your client's perspective how they want to build teams too. But, you know, does your marketing supplier understand how this, this all works? Um, because if they don't, you are going to have to get them up to speed and you need to factor that into to how much it's going to cost you too. So when we look at skills, let's look at the next one now. We're up to number four. Um, standard stuff. Um, are their team capable of delivering what you want? I would highly suspect that they are um, when it comes to content marketing. Sometimes their content might be a bit off because um, it's not that they can't write content, but they probably just don't understand the market and and the problems and challenges of of the particular sector and candidates and clients. That's sometimes where they, they, they go off. But, you know, the thing to do is to ask them, have they worked with any recruitment companies? What sort of companies have they worked with? Maybe they've worked with somebody in a sector that is is aligned. So let's just say you're an engineering recruiter. Have they worked with engineering companies? So at least they'll have some grasp or understanding. I would ask them for some testimonials. I would ask them some of the, you know, to, to explain some of the campaigns that they've done and how that might work and what results that might deliver. You know, ask them if they've got some case studies for you to, to look at. You know, do they understand? This is what's important as well, because a lot of people forget at this is do they understand that you are an SME business? Now, there may be people from Hayes and, and you know, ADECO listening to this. However, you know, a lot of uh, recruitment companies in the UK are slightly smaller. Um, the majority of them would fit into the SME bracket. And, you know, consequently, you know, you are not Coca-Cola. You're not Marks and Spencer. You know, you can't spend literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands on display ads going out everywhere and banner advertising and various other things because you know uh you you can't just throw money at something you have to have what's known in the the industry as a really focused and direct response marketing plan because that way you can channel the resources that you have to produce the results that you want. You know, you're in a different a different scenario. You know, if if, if your company hasn't worked with the recruitment and staffing sector before, they need to understand that you know it is not a bottomless pit, and you have to think about okay, so where do I spend spend money, and how does that work? Um, so that's that's really important because you know massive ad campaigns 
great and we see them all the time and and as i'm recording this all the the christmas adverts have come out from john lewis who's a very famous supermarket a, a very famous um uh, store in the in the uk um you know all their christmas ads are com- coming out at the moment but you know it's just thinking about um massive ad campaigns are they going to work for you so here's the thing they a corporate will have a massive budget you don't so you need to think about what skills is this marketing company demonstrating um you know what are the ideas that they're coming up with for us and, and does that seem viable have they got the evidence that that is what we, we we should be doing so let's just talk next about investment now when it comes to investment for the marketing services that you want um there's a whole spectrum of fees. If you're going to go and work with a huge agency in London, you know they're going to have a, a specific cost um, that is probably going to be higher than a smaller agency in the sticks. Let's be really honest about it, because they have, you know, they're probably working with much bigger brands, and they're, you know, they've got a huge team of staff. Um, so you know, you just just be mindful, and you know, it may be that you decide you're going to work with a, a, a bigger you know, supply in that way, that's fine. But just just be aware that, you know, very logical, you know, let's let's get real about it. So um, in a recent guide of ours, if you haven't downloaded our, our content marketing guide, I'm going to drop a link into the transcription for you because in there we give you sort of a little bit more of a, um, a deeper dive into content as well. If you haven't got that, it's a really useful guide to, to have and also will give you a, a rough idea about what you might want to be considering when it comes to cost. But, you know, let's just, um, as they say, my friends say, chunk up here and let's just look at, you know, overall spend. So, as um, you know, you're looking at budgets um, for your marketing spend, and obviously, you know uh, it's a cost of the business. That obviously, you claim back when it comes to. Um, I don't need to teach you business business finances 101, but we we all know that. So, as a general guide, consider um, that in today's market, you want to be spending anywhere between between sort of 10 and 25 percent of your turnover, potentially more. If you are expanding, if you're opening a new office somewhere or you've got like a whole new team of consultants or you're you're moving into a, a new a new vertical, um, you know, you need to consider, you know, uh, that, that that spend will be be more if you are growing. So as in many areas of life, as I mentioned earlier, you do tend to get what you pay for and something that looks good value initially, in other words, you think, oh, that's cheap, um, rarely, rarely, <laughs> let's be frank, rarely works out the way. If I had a pound for the number of times in my past life when I have bought something and thought, oh, that was a good deal, and then, you know, it broke after however long. Anyway, let's just talk about this because I want to share a little story with you. So one of our content clients, this was Prius, dreaded instructing her content writer because she knew um you know she 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 never knew exactly what was going to come back um she knew it wasn't always going to be some she was set, used to say to us that you know i don't know whether i just didn't communicate it well or not this is, comes back to the thing about understanding recruitment but the fact was that when it came back um it was never quite what she wanted um also she had to come up with the idea she couldn't just say to to marketing supply and I strongly suggest that you do this is that look I'd like a content plan 
this is what I want to achieve. This is where I think the gaps are. So, you know, anyone really, you know, any content supplier will do an audit for you um, that, you know, these are the gaps. This is, you know, can you come together? Can you bring me a, a content plan that then we can we can work with and, and, and move forward on? So it was like, you know, she had to come up with the, the idea. And then um, not only that, but with the writer, she then had to send links to research. So not only did she have to come up with the idea, she went then used to go and research. It. And you know, and and honestly, that she used to say to us when it used to come back, she used to have to spend time tweaking it because it wasn't in her voice. So you know, there was an awful lot of um, I'll call it messing around, but not exactly messing around. It was like you know, um, our our client at the time when they used this other other individual, um, you know, had to put a lot of her own time into it. So you know, she she she'd have to tweak the content. So you'd have to come up with the idea. She'd have to send the research link. She'd then have to like add it to the website as well because the content writer just wrote the content didn't add it to the website. There was no email that went with it. There was no SEO links or anything like that, which is important in today's environment. So none of that was there for her. Um, So when she added up her hourly rate, and it's something that we strongly suggest that you do. So if you think about what's my hourly rate, you know, um, let's just say, you know, I've got a a salary of whatever, um, and I know what I can do with my time. If if my my hourly rate is... um, I'm just going to pluck a figure out of the air here. Let's just say my hourly rate is something like 60 or 70, but let's say 70 pounds. And um, this individual, what we were talking about, you know, used to pay 50 pounds for an article. And then she had to do all her own social media on top of that, but that's another story. So, you know, 50 pounds for an article. But then by the time we'd actually factored in the fact that it was probably taking her another three to four hours. And, you know, if you, you only need to factor, so, you know, you can do the maths, let's just say three times seven, and, you know, you can see where we're going here. So each article was costing her over £200 um, when you factor in her her time, when she actually could have been done, doing something different. She could have been either working with a team, developing a consultant so they could build more, or she could have been schmoozing and networking, you know, with, with bigger organisations to get her brand out there, going to trade shows, being the face of the business. Business, which is really what you know a business owner should be. So I'll let you calculate the cost. And I think it's one of the things that when it comes to investment, yeah, we can all do stuff, can't we? You know, um, um, we, we've all run our own businesses. You know, I used to tweak the website. I used to do all sorts of stuff. But when I suddenly realized, hang on a minute here, I can I can earn a lot more by creating campaigns somebody than I can by tweaking the website. The penny finally dropped. So you need to think about not just that 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 cost that is given to you but the cost involved in going for somebody cheap um uh, just just something to bear in mind and remember now the next thing i want to talk about is attitude because um I, I do think that your relationship, and we're very, very blessed, you know, quite a few of our clients said that they, they consider us as part of their team. And uh, that we really love that because that's how we feel. Because we do, I'm not going to swear, but, you know, I'll, I'll put something relevant in the in the post, but we do care about our clients. We care what happens. And um, at our Superfast Circle event the other week, um, one of our clients actually said, you know, 
the people I worked with before were, were okay, but I didn't really care. Like they were invested in my business, like they didn't really bother. It was like it was a tick box exercise, and and really, you don't want that with your your marketing company. You you really want to get connected with them, so they they really care about you and what you're doing. You know, they're delivering a service for your company, but they really should should care about you because it's about a culture fit. Just like, um, you know, often you, I'm sure you guys will agree that when a candidate goes to an interview, if you've got two or three candidates and they've all ticked the right boxes, at the end of the day, it comes on, do they get along with their potential manager? You know, are they going to fit into that organization as, a, as an individual? It's exactly the same when you're looking at, at marketing. So, you know, you, you, a supplier should have your best interests at heart. Um, you know, you are working with somebody, you know, who you, you are getting to know you, you need to like them, you need to trust them. That needs to be the relationship that, that you have, because, you know, hopefully your relationship with your outsourced marketing team will be um, a, a long term um relationship that you are you are having so you know we'll be quite honest and some sometimes we have conversations with people and you know after the 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 first conversation we know we can help them but you know in honesty they're not the sort of a client or individual that we think we can we can best serve you know we we may it's not that they're shady um, but we're just thinking, do you know what? I'm not too sure about the way you treat people. Um, you know, I always say to Sham, you know, we've got a bit long in the tooth to be working with with absolutely anybody just for the money. We don't need to work just for the money. We work with 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 really focused uh, organisations, and it should be the same for you. You know, you want to work with somebody where you think, you know, we can get along. I know that, you know, if I pick the phone up and ask them a question, they're not going to say, right, OK, that costs you X amount. There's a there's a very funny story about that sometime that I'm, I'm going to share another time. But anyway, about when somebody once did that to us. Anyway, I'm di- digressing, so I'll get off that topic. So we've talked through everything else. So so what next? First thing to do, and I mentioned it right at the beginning, I know this, I'm just looking at my timings here now on my uh, recording software, so it's a bit of a longer podcast, this. However, it's key and it's important. So what you need to do, first of all, before you go along to any marketing supplier, um, if you're really not sure where you're at, do that first, because they're going to ask you lots of questions that you're going to say, well, I don't know that and I don't know this. So first thing to do, if you've not downloaded our marketing checklist, go and download it. I'll drop a link again into um, the uh, transcription that I'll, I'll do of this podcast for you. And um, um, download that checklist, fill it out. And in it, I think, I can't remember how many questions we've got in it. I didn't used to have a bit on the one on the table here, but I think some like 20, 30 questions that we asked you. Right, right from the beginning of what are your goals? Because sometimes people forget and we'll say to them, so, so you, you're actually going to build, you're actually a new office with new consultants. Have you thought about how you're going to market that? Ah, right. No, I hadn't. So think about that when you think about your goals and it takes you through a process. And it's just a one to five, um, you know, sort of tick box exercise. But if you're looking and thinking, hmm, this is where one is is low and five is high. If I've got a lot of twos here, then I do need to follow. And and this checklist, by the way, we have based on uh, what is working for our clients currently in the market that are, are doing really well. So fill it out honestly it's your it's your template it's it's your starting point and it's review the gaps 
then what I would do is I would start to look for marketing suppliers, you know, maybe get some recommendations from friends, um, from other colleagues in the industry, Google, um, and then look at who fit the criteria that we have shared throughout this report. And also, um, you know, I, I think I did mention, um, you know, the, the, the questions that you need to be asking yourself, where there's a link for that too. Think about that. Um, you know, if you are reading this, then obviously you found us. Um, we could be a potential supplier for some of your, your services. Um, and, you know, I would say to you as well, something to, to bear in mind is to go specialist. Um, yes, you want someone that, that works in recruitment, but, you know, it may be that, you know, if you want someone to do your pay-per-click adverts, you go to a specialist. You know, some agencies can do everything or they say they can do everything they tend to be the bigger agency you're going to pay a premium fee for those whereas you know if you go to someone that's really specialist say a ppc agency a pay-per-click agency um or you go to say like a you know a content or funnel building agency like we are then you'll see you know you see different things and you know that you know you, you you're getting that all all coordinated so you know if you are on uh, you're listening to this and or you're on our website reading this then you know go and book a call with us and, and let's just have a quick conversation we will tell you whether we can help you or not um you know you, you might be uh you you could be in a particular sector where we already deliver marketing for a particular organization so you know from our own uh, integrity we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to work with you that's just just clear on, on that so but but for you you know have a come and have a conversation with us look at other people you know talk to other people this is a critical relationship for you and it's key to review your options um to see if that person is for you if they're not for you and then i would say you know act and move forward don't sit on it for ages just get into action you know marketing is about creating a demand for your recruitment and staffing service. The, one of the reasons we love working with the recruitment and staffing uh, sector is because, you know, you guys can sell. So provided there is demand out there, you have no qualms jumping on the phone or responding to emails or whatever it might be. So, you know, marketing is about helping you create that demand, that brand presence in a market. And then, you know, it's up to you to then convert it. So if you are ready, jump in. Now, we've mentioned several resources. What I will do is at the bottom of the um transcription i'll actually put links to all of them so you can go and uh, and and knock yourself out and have a look at that so um this is denise from superfast recruitment and longer podcast today but i think an important one about choosing that marketing supplier for you who understands you and your market and can deliver the services that you want so bye for now <music>